All right. Merry Christmas, Whiskey Friday Podcasters. Hey, welcome back. Um, first off, I kind of want to uh, throw something out there. Last week, I understand that the podcast just shut off on us. Um, our computer um, just wanted to go through an update in the middle of our podcast. So luckily, we were able to um, get what we did back. So hopefully, you guys enjoyed that. Um, I wanted to, you know, again, say Merry Christmas. We're here on a Friday night. Tonight, it's just myself, Patriot Rob, Patriot Ryan. Patriot Mike is in uh, California with the fam, and uh, so it's just going to be us three tonight. So we'll go through some of uh, our shameless plugs. Um, Podbean is our home where you can go f- uh, listen to us on uh, podcasts. Apple Podcasts is uh, the number one spot, and then all the other uh, places you can go listen to podcasts on is uh, good to go. And then Instagram is whiskey underscore Friday underscore podcast. Uh, go like, share, follow. Um uh, and then uh, Facebook is The Whiskey Friday Podcast, and then uh, I believe that is it. Uh, one good thing, though, is tonight myself and Patriot Rob have on the new Whiskey Friday Podcast hoodies, dude. So we got some new hoodies. Uh, let us know if you guys are interested in purchasing any. Uh, I'm not trying to look to make any money off these, just getting my money back for them. Uh, I had a bunch of hoodies and a bunch of t-shirts made, so... Uh, they're black, uh, the hoodies, the logos on the back and the shirts, the, the logos on the front. So pretty stoked about them. They came out really good. Uh, thank you. Shout out to Mogo designs, uh, for that. And, um, pretty happy about that. So I, I want to tell a story. Um, I had a story in, in, in mind. Um, first, uh, we'll, I'm going to let Rob, Patriot Rob talk about his eagle. I want to hear about the whole entire hole because uh, Patriot Rob got his first eagle today, which is uh, if you guys are any newbie golfers or anything like that or amateurs, it's a it's kind of a big deal. Uh, I think he's the first out of myself, him and uh, Mike. Um, Matt has had him plenty of times yeah, before. Yeah, I've watched Matt hit eagles yeah. before. Um, but uh, before that, I want to get into the um, Nashville bombing. Um, we'll get into this a little bit more. But uh, I just wanted to say, you know, prayers for those in Nashville that are affected, uh, anyone around that area. Um, from what I've heard, no one was killed, thank, thank oh, I God. I just saw a post that said, human remains found near bombing. Okay. Just, so, just saw that about an hour ago, okay. I don't know. And what I thought about was that could have been the bomber. Could have been. Um when you're close to a bomb like that, and I've seen it firsthand experience, if you're if you're within a certain range, uh, your body parts aren't don't really stay together. So remains, they're gonna find little bits and pieces. So they'll have to. That might come with some time. Hopefully, it was the bomber and no one else. Um, but we just wanted to say prayers, and then we'll get into a little bit of that later. But Rob, uh, the floor is yours. I want to hear about like the whole. Uh, what I think it, what you said it was on hole seven. So it was hole seven at El Rio, right? No, it was at uh, oh Los Lagos. Los Lagos, yeah. Because El Rio was close today. <clears throat> so, you know, it wasn't just the eagle. I mean, I, I actually played well all day, best game I've ever played, and it's like we were talking. You know, I played with my wife, so there's no like macho man. I got to outdrive yeah. my friend shit going on. Isn't that crazy. And uh, so my tempo was on point. Uh, my alignment was on point because I know I can outdrive my wife. So uh-huh. I just didn't really have to, you know, worry about, you know, swinging the club a hundred miles an hour to, you know, be more macho than you guys, you know? Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, no, I went out there and, uh, 
you know, I didn't hit it very far, hit it kind of to the right up on a hill a little bit, um, and then hit another one, and I, I hit my three wood clean. And you were you were hitting it clean when we went and played. Yeah, yeah, I've actually hit my I hit my three wood great all day today. I had so I hit my three wood on fifteen, which is a downhill par five, for a second opportunity on an eagle, and I freaking cupped it. Uh, cupped it, but it was with my three wood, two hundred and forty yards. Never, never two birdies in one round, but you almost had two eagles today. So I almost yeah. had two eagles, and I hit three birdies today. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so anyways, I I dropped it about uh you know forty feet, and uh, I just got up there and I was like, you know, I've been really practicing with my my sixty, trying to get away from using uh, my little chipper. And so, but the grass was really dry today, you know? So I thought, you know, and the greens were super fast, which I actually enjoyed because I've just let the weight of my putter do the work and I, I putted really well today. But uh, yeah, I got up there and just hit my putter off the, off the fringe about 40 foot and uh, hit it a little hot, but it just hit the pin and tink right in yeah. the cup. And I thought, it's kind of like that 80 footer that I hit last week. Oh dude, that was hit so the, cool. Hit the pin and yeah. Know, and dropped so, right in the funny thing is so i'm sitting there and i'm like oh my god did you see that that was a great shot you know and she's like oh yeah great job babe you know like whatever yeah and then i'm like wait a minute this is a par five and i was like wow it's an eagle i like I, I didn't even realize that i was hitting it for eagle i just started to like look back at like that was my third shot on a par five i was elated you know and my wife she don't know she yeah. doesn't understand yeah. you know she was just like oh yeah no good job <laughs> I'm like, is that better than a bogey? <laughs> and then, and, it, 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 yeah. And then, I I forgot my phone at home. Yeah. So I didn't have my phone while I was out there. I wanted to text you guys and be like, dude, you yeah. know. So I'm telling her, hey, hey, text the group. Tell yeah. tell, tell the guys, you know. But uh, I don't. I've never hit on a par three. I've never hit one in two shots, and I did today. Um, you know, for one of the birdies that I hit, and. Uh, and man, almost had the two eagles. But anyway, so I, I I finished with a 79 today. I've never cracked 80. My best game prior today was an 84. And so uh, I didn't. It was funny. I didn't count my uh, strokes on the front nine. I just flipped the card over and kept going. So when I finished and I counted the front nine, I shot a 41 on the front. And I was like, no way, you know. And uh, man, sure enough, I, I just super super stoked about it today. Had a great time with my wife. You know, uh, I will tell you also today has been the best day to play golf in the, over the last three weeks. I know the wind's been blowing 30 miles an hour every day today. I think you got up to like 12 miles an hour. Yeah. It was super nice. Probably 65 degrees warmed out. up today. Yeah. It yeah. was beautiful. It was, it was great. I, I, you know, they, when I, we teed off at, uh, like about 11 o'clock and the guy was like, Hey, you gotta be back at one. You know, the guy, um, you know, that we paid. And uh, as we went out and got our cart, the guy goes, hey, man, I know that guy's telling you to be back at 1, 1.30. He goes, just play the whole 18. I'm going to hang out. He goes, he's going to go home. I'm going to stay here. I'm the one that parks the carts. Yeah. So, you know, he goes, look, he goes, the club doesn't collect the money today because I had to pay cash. They told me, yeah. called, hey, you got to bring cash. So what they do is they open on Christmas, and it's like a volunteer thing. Yeah. And you pay cash only, and then everyone that works, they split that cash. Yeah. Of whatever, I thought that was pretty cool. That you know? is cool. So you know, we gave them a because because there's good a lot tip, of people you know? like in your boat. Like, hey, kids, we, kids are gone. They're at, to college or whatever, or they're going somewhere else for a little bit, hang right. out with other family. And then you got a couple that you know 
wants to go play golf. I right. mean, today's a beautiful day to it do was. it. So, I, you know, we, we threw a nice chunky fat tip at that guy for hanging out, wait for us. We were the always, we yeah. Were, yeah, we yeah. were the last ones off the course. I was just elated, super happy with with everything. Man, so you had no one behind you. No, no one, one was rushing. Us. Yeah, no one pushing us. You know, and you know, and it was. How'd Jenna do today? She did. Uh, I would say actually a little like worse than her average. But we used to, we usually play once a week, and she hasn't played in a few. Yeah, know, she hasn't played yeah. in a while, and hasn't she just couldn't seem to find her rhythm. She was topping the ball a lot today, yeah. but uh, we still had a good time. You yeah. Know, had, oh like, yeah. Had a bunch of white claws out on the yeah. course. You know that goes. You know, There's nothing better than that. <laughs> that's good stuff. Thanks for letting me share my story. Heck yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. All right, so um. This show's topic is going to be on the re redistribution of wealth. Uh, I really wanted to get into this. It's a good time to talk about it, I think. Uh, a big part of that is the uh, stimulus bill, which I don't even know why they call it stimulus uh, package or whatnot. Um, so I had a couple stories, and I kind of wanted to uh, just kind of talk about it, get your guys' take on it, and then and then see what's going on. Um, so the coronavirus bill obviously was sent to the president. Now, I am going to say I, uh, over all day Thursday, all day Friday, I haven't, all day today, I haven't really looked into anything. Um, but what I do know is if they didn't, if Pelosi didn't get the bill by the end of the day Wednesday to Trump, fully in hand for him to sign it, Trump could sit on this and do what's called a pocket veto, which a pocket veto is where he doesn't have to sign anything because, uh, so, you know, when a president vetoes a bill, then obviously, you know, the newspapers have something to go off of. They can go, hey, he's vetoing you, the American people getting money, right? So in this sense, if, if the, when, when they, when, she puts, when the Speaker of the House puts the bill on the president's desk to sign, he has 10 days to look it over and sign it. If he does nothing, it goes into law. It's like he signed it, okay? Or he could sign it or he could veto it. Then when, he, when, when it gets vetoed, it gets sent back to the Senate, and then the Senate has to vote back on it. And if the, if the Senate gets a two-thirds vote, so uh, a 60... Uh, 66 or 67 to 33 yeah. then it gets it, it doesn't matter what the president does then they override the president at that point so that's that's your your, your branches of government that's your uh uh balances of power right that's how it goes it how senate president president vetoes it goes back to the senate senate can can override then override the president that way no one has too much power okay so with the elections that just went on, all these new house seats are, uh, you have a new house coming in. January 3rd is when the old term expires and the new term comes into play. So January 3rd of every, every two years. And remember, out of all the House of Representatives, they have to go to the elections every year. Every two or every two years, they they are getting voted on. So so isn't it uh, like it, it does it stagger every two years? Like so many do these no, two years? No, every single every one. Single, every single okay. one every two years. Okay. Yeah. So with that being said, 
if Pelosi didn't get it on Trump's desk by, you know, close of business uh, December 23rd, 10 days after that, a new house comes into play. Okay. So what happens is now with the new house intact, that bill no longer is good. Hasn't been signed. It's junked. Now they can take that bill, take it back to the house and, and make some changes and send it back through the whole process again. Okay. But that's what they call a pocket veto. Basically, he throws it in his pocket, doesn't have to do anything with it. Okay. Then the, the, the media can't say, hey, Trump's not giving money to the people. You know, they don't have that. So this is one of those things where Pelosi has played her hand um, because she didn't want to pass a bill earlier because she didn't want Trump to get a win. Because, and she said this on air, she didn't want anyone, she, Trump should not get credit for this bill at all. So she held it from getting anywhere until the elections were over, until the fires flamed out, and then decided to do that. And by that time, if she didn't get it on his desk by, well, I don't know what the deadline was on December 23rd, boom, he could pocket that shit. And I, again, I don't know what he's done so far. I know he talked He talked about it shouldn't go into law. He never said veto it. I, I'm sure he's being told to veto it or whatever, but I don't know what's happened to it since then. So I just thought that was interesting. Um, so what we can get into, and, and you, we were talking about this a little bit, is what was actually on this package. Yeah, it's unbelievable how much money they were um you know putting out to all these other countries yeah. i mean billions and billions of dollars to all these other countries for nonsense you know the gender studies in afghanistan pakistan or is it yeah it was pakistan yeah what why do we need to send them billions of dollars i know we said like i saw a thing that said we should just send 10 million uh, gender study uh <laughs> degree like yeah, we got graduates all gender study a degree send them yeah. over there but the thing is is this isn't about gender studies because you know what was it uh who went on and talked graham or something like that went on and talked Lindsey graham yeah, yeah and said that yeah. uh you oh should. you know women can't even open a checking account with their husband's consent yeah. that's a religion thing that's not a gender thing yeah right? i mean obviously the gender role in their religion that's what it is that's a religion that they you know are a part of I, I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't. I think it, we're getting sold a false. Well, I, I think we, it's one of those things to where we need to keep our nose out of other people's business, right. for one. Okay. And I get that. We want we, America has always been, you know, we need to help people. And I understand that. that. That's understandable. I don't mind foreign aid if it's needed and we get something in return and stuff like that. Well, but here's the thing, and not to interrupt you, but the real, like, thing that drives me crazy about these super left wingers that they talk all this shit mm -hmm. about Trump building a wall. Why do we got to build a wall? Right. Mm -hmm. But then we send how many billions of dollars to Jordan so they could build a wall on their borders. Yes. Yeah. So our Democrats that say we don't need a wall, we're going to give billions to other countries so they can build walls, Yeah. but not us. You know, and, I, and I'm not even saying that I'm a huge proponent of the wall anyways. I, that's one of the things that I, I mean, it's not a, 
as big of a deal as it's a lot of people. It's not the make or break it's for not, yeah. I, it's not a make to me. For me, I, I would rather see immigration reform before agreed, the agreed. wall. I would way rather see immigration reform before the wall. I think I think everybody deserves a shot at coming here. They just need to do it the right way. Yeah, and and uh, it doesn't need to be some bullshit process to where they don't want to do it the right, right way. Right, exactly. So the wall, I'm not a big proponent of that. But you know, to send to for these Democrats to be like. Trump's a racist because he wants to build a wall, but we're going to go ahead and give hundreds of billions of dollars yeah. to other countries so they can build walls. But, like, I don't understand how that's not being pushed out into... What's worse than that is the, the liberals don't see anything wrong with that. Right. That's I, the hardest part for me is because I know there's snakes up there. I know right. they could care less. They're all about the bottom dollar, mm-hmm. right? They're all about... Where the where they are at in power, and what's in their what what's in their checking account, but the the people that they have listening to them, all these I, I call them useful idiots, just sit there and they see it. They see all right. The one news segment could be Trump's a racist because he wants to build the wall. Next news segment is we're gonna go help Jordan build the wall, right? And they don't see anything wrong with it, right? Because it's. There's, it's their other agenda, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I just, uh, for that, it, you know, all this, uh, they, uh, some of the things that it was going to, like the Smithsonian and the Kennedy Art Center, I, for how much, like, when the stimulus packages first started coming out and the coronavirus bills, like, even beforehand, I thought it was funny because this Kennedy Art Center continues to come up. And somehow I, I, I just see it as a money launderer. <laughs> like, that, that's all I see this place as. It, it's a way for people to get money in their in their checking account. No one can, like, there's no audit trail with it or anything like that. I, I don't know. That's just, like, what, maybe I've been watching Ozarks too much. But <laughs> <laughs> I just. money. Yeah, I, I just see, because it always continues to come up. Like, why is this place, like, I get it. We want to make sure our history is, you know restored and like so, you know this the whole the whole smithsonian thing it's like women it's it, 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 the whole thing behind it is uh for women's history and stuff yeah. like that and you know the thing is is you know i i mean i'm by no means a feminist that but i think that you know there's you know a woman if she decides to take a career path she should have a fair shot at a at a paycheck that a man can get for sure but i and i understand that maybe there's um you know, maybe a little bit do there as far as, you know, women's history. I, I think that that's a good thing that they would do that, but not in a damn COVID bill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why would they put it in a COVID yeah. bill? Like, I think that's good. Like, I think museums are great. I love going to museums. Love it. I love learning history. I believe that women are due theirs, but not in a COVID relief yeah. bill. Yeah. Don't that title that at yeah, least. Well, yeah. You know, because what it does is it just says, hey, here's some smoke and mirrors for you. Mm-hmm. Why don't you do a women's history bill you know what i mean yeah why don't you just call it like it is instead of trying to hide all this other shit in a five thousand page thing and give them three hours to vote on this thing that's the best thing i've heard is the the people that fought for this country and made it what it was built the greatest document ever in four pages right right not 5500 5500 pages and they they have the gall to call it a stimulus package so that's for one, there, there's no such thing, and we'll just get this uh, out there. There's no such thing as the government stimulating the economy. 
It no, doesn't happen. The government doesn't stimulate the economy. The people. The people. Stimulate the These economy. People are excited to get their $600 back. Yeah. <laughs> that they gave the government. That they've already it. given them back. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just, it, it's a joke. The social security department is the biggest racket. Well, oh. not only that, that and then the education system, yeah. both, you know. Yeah. Well, it, and it, the, the education unions are where I have the biggest issue. It's the teachers unions. But, I mean, regardless, it's just, it, it's hilarious. And it, I think we talked about it. It's, it's almost, or no, I, I was talking about with, with the other Patriot Mike. It's a spit in the face to a lot of people. A lot of people, like, we're, we're getting all this money. It's like, can you imagine if they just took the money that they're getting ready to do and split it up between the people and not give it to other countries, right. not give it to other places. Take all that money. What were they giving Russia? $1.4 trillion? Yeah. And it's, Why are we giving Russia $1.4 trillion? Dollars? After and I'll tell you, the conspiracy guy and me sits here and thinks we are buying the, the coronavirus agenda from yes. other countries. Yeah. I, they're like, hey, yeah. look, we're going to do this virus thing. It's going to sound a little crazy. But we're going to give you a fuck ton of money if you guys jump on board with us. Yeah. Who we're going to disguise it as this. You're What's that? America started it and did that or some other country Well, there's that. proof that the, you know, the money went to, what is it, Wuhan, China or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the virology. Yeah. The Obama administration sent millions of dollars to this lab in China where this thing was created. Mm-hmm. And uh, Well, I mean, and actually it was created in North Carolina first. And then they send it over to China to blame China. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's well, going to be, be kind of like how 9-11 at first was like a shock, and now we all know that it was yeah. an inside job. Well, you know what I mean? Like, there's still probably like a general consensus of the population that believes it was Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Terrorists. But the, bef- uh, from then to now, there are millions of more people yeah. awake to what's going on, and right. I, I full-heartedly believe that's because of Trump. Trump has created this whole, they call it the great awakening. I believe that's true. Regardless if it works or not, I, there's a bunch of people that have come to the realization. Everyone's felt it. Everyone has, I, I when growing up, I remember people calling, Hey, lawyers and politicians are dirty. They're dirty. But yet we've, we've followed these people and we rely on lawyers and we rely on politicians and we've given them everything we have so that they can help us. And it's like, at this point in time, there's a lot more people Younger people, older people, uh, uh, they, uh, what did they say? Most of the immigrants are on the Trump train. They don't believe the, the propaganda, you know. Right. There's been huge numbers to, like, prove this, and that's why it's so hard to believe that Trump lost by, you know, 7 million votes. I about my friend's family uh-huh. and how she told me that, like, from complete, a complete shock to me that she wasn't going to go for Biden and that she was voting for Trump. That was just crazy. Yeah. A, a Mexican family. Yeah. And, you know, she, like, as far as I knew, his family hated Trump, but she literally sat me down specifically and told me, oh, yeah, you know, I don't believe it. And I was like, wow. That's crazy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I've got a bunch of Hispanic employees, man. Yeah. And and, it, and last election, they were all Hillary, you know, Hillary yeah. F. Trump. And this election, every one of them voted Trump. Yeah. You it's know. crazy. They, the, the biggest thing was Miami-Dade County. I mean, you have all those Cubans and all that, and they're like, fuck, we, we fled. We fled communism. We fled communism we and socialism. Right. Well, yeah, and, and you guys are wanting it in there. And, yeah. like, Miami-Dade was locked in. 
And they said that because of the way uh, Florida is, you know how it has that curve, right? It's in two different time zones. Uh So as the votes come in, you get this side of Florida and then this side of Florida. Up here has always been red. So Florida has always been a late surge in Republican votes as they're counting. So I remember watching the elections, you would see, boom, huge Democrats, and then Republicans would come up. And I even remember last election when when Trump uh, beat Hillary, that's how it was. It was like Democrats were large, and they're like, all right, just wait. You know, a lot of Republicans, (laughs) they work, you know, they're getting off of work and they're coming in. So all these votes would come in. So they said, they're like, if you want to look at Florida this year, look at Miami-Dade. And they'll tell you, they said if Trump wins 30% of Miami-Dade County, he wins the, the state. That's how, like, these pollsters just, they know their stuff because they, they know their averages. Trump, like, lost Miami-Dade County by, like, five points. He got, like, 46%. And they were like, yeah, he, he, that's why he destroyed Florida. Like, cause there was all that entire rest of the, uh, the state. Yeah. The panhandle. Yes. Um, just went red, like within instances, but so getting back, um, to this, uh, COVID relief bill and all this stuff is I wanted to kind of talk about the redistribution of wealth. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw mayor de Blasio straight up said it on live TV. They need to start relook rethinking the way they look at wealth and redistributing it. And so basically they want to make everybody the same across the board, which is, Socialism at its finest, right? Make everybody the same except for the top, you know, three people in the state, whatever they want to do. And then everybody else is is equal, okay? So I wanted to kind of tell you guys a story that um, I, I heard. It's from Dinesh D'Souza. You know who that is? Mm-hmm. So um, he, he's a conservative, but um, he tells a story so perfectly. So it's a flute story. So basically this, uh, this guy has uh, three kids, right? Um, and let's just say they're three little girls and uh, the, the oldest builds a flute, okay? Decides to build a flute. No one's ever seen a flute, no one's ever had anything, but she builds this flute out of like, you know, just imagination and all this stuff. Well, they take it to the government and the government looks at it and they start talking about it and they're asking the dad who, well, who gets the flute? Well. They're like, well, okay, so the first girl, she built the flute, okay? But after spending time with it, they found out that the second daughter was the best player of the flute. She could play the flute the best, right? The third daughter, because she was the youngest, never got to play with the flute. It was always between the older and the middle daughter. So now they're talking about she's never gotten to play with it, so why not give her the flute? Okay, so you have three people, the person that built the product, the person that plays with the product the best, uses the product the best, or the person that's never gotten the product in the first place. And they turn around, and this is the question they ask. Okay, to whom should we give the flute to? And what, what key word is there? Give. Well, not give, but we. So with that word, we, who do we give this money to? Who do we give this stimulus package to? Who do we give this flute to? They've already taken it out of your hands. Oh, yeah. Right away. Boom. It's It's, no longer. It's no longer the person that built it. It's theirs. So they've already confiscated it, and now it's up to them. Now we're dependent on them. Who do we give this flute to? So basically that's all they're doing. 
with the stimulus package, with all this stuff, we are building the products. We are building the services. We are giving the services, but yet they are taking it in their hands to who gets those services and who gets those products, who gets that money. Because where they're getting this money, I don't know, right? There's three ways we get money. We, we bring it in ourselves, okay? We build we build factories here, we build jobs here. We borrow it from other countries or we print it. They're probably just printing new money. So the more you print money, what happens to the value of the dollar? It's going down, obviously. Okay, because money will chase products, always. So the more of the money that's out there, the, the more expensive this product's gonna get, right? So it's, just, it's always going to just chase that product. When you borrow money, now, now you're going into debt against other countries, so you owe them. But why not just stimulate the economy with bringing jobs back? Now, if the, if the government did that, then I guess they could, in sense, stimulate the economy because they're building more jobs. So, have, you know, what you're saying, have you ever heard the story... And I read it on like a meme or something like that. But the story is, it's a, it's a teacher. It's a metaphor, right? Kind of yeah. like what you were just doing. And it, it was like test day in class. And they test all the kids, right? And, uh, you know, you got your straight A students and then you got your mediocre students and you got your students that are, you know, so-so. And uh, at, the, at the end of the test, all the tests are graded. The teacher tells the class, um, what I've decided to do is average everyone's grades. And in the class, the class average was a C. So you all get a C. Yeah. And so the A plus students are like, hey, what the fuck? Man? Why? I don't need a C. I need an A. But the D and F kids are like, hell yeah, I got mm -hmm. a C, right? So they do it again. Only the next time your A plus students are like, fuck it. Fuck Why it. should I even try? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to try. You know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to try but, harder because I got to give my grade to this guy. Yeah. Why even study? Yeah. Right. So now after that test, the class median drops to a D. Yeah. And so then they do it again. And at this point, the straight A students are like, fuck it. I'm getting a D. I got to give all my shit to these. Fuck these yeah. guys. And so now you're A plus students. Now the class median's an F yeah. because they're tired of pulling everyone's dead weight. Yeah. And that's exactly what socialism does. Yes. Because the guys like us that work 60 hours a week, that bust our ass off to try and gain and grow and do all these things, but you got these deadbeats that just want to sit around the, you know, and not do anything because the government's going to tax me to death and just yeah. give it to them for doing nothing. Yeah. And so me, the capitalist that I am, the business that I run, that creates taxes, that creates wealth for the government, we're all going to lose the drive to do it because yep. we don't want to give it away anymore. Yep. And this, that is where the country implodes. Yeah. And if you watch it, socialism over and over and over history repeats never, itself with socialism. Never it is worked. the fall of every, yep. it, it's insane to me yeah. that people think that this is a good idea. Insane yeah. to me. Yeah. I don't know how they have gone so long and sold it to these people. I don't know how Bernie Sanders, just, I mean, I don't know how he gets away with it. And, and there's these 
Uh, well, I do. Because there's that many people. But, but there's that many deadbeats. There's that many DNF and, and kids in on, the world. On your first, right. after that first test, you talk about not only not only the um, A-plus students are going to give up, those DNF students still are going to be like, oh, shit, I got a C and I, did, I barely studied. I'm not going to study at all next time. Right. So it's going to, like, hit even harder. Right. So you have everybody, and you have the C students who are like, all right, I did my, you know, the guys working at McDonald's for entry-level jobs. And so the, those people, now we're all going to be doing entry-level jobs. And, and to do what? To support the deadbeats. And, and the, it, you're just going to create more deadbeats. That's it. The A and B kids beat the piss out of the DNF kids and make them get A's and B's. That's what needs to happen. How would that work in this situation? So, <laughs> I have a uh, something going on January 6th, and I want to get your guys' take on it, but we'll get to that in a little bit. So, And it's about A, a and B students kicking the shit out of DNF well, students. So, now, think about that on, on, as far as, you know, our country. I mean, you talk about splitting the country right down the middle. Yep. And, and uh, <laughs> you talk about the people that have had enough shit. You, that, you got Civil War on your hands, you know? Yeah, and but the it, thing is, but it's not, it would be different. The Civil War now is not going to be like the days of old no, where, yeah. you know, blue lines up against red, you know, kind of thing or whatever. It's not going to be like that. This will be a whole different. It'd be more like probably like the Cold War, just kind of like a nuclear standoff. <laughs> it's going to be, it'll be weird, right? But you are going to have hand to hand combat. You you will yeah. you would have that. I I Violence firmly believe chaos, that. Yeah. I do. Bunch of people just getting murdered in the sidewalks and stuff like that. It's how crazy shit like uh, the purge and all that becomes real life. Real life. You know, I mean, you get a bunch of. Uh, I mean, you get some. There's a lot of guns in this world, you know. And the thing is, is you got a lot of these. Uh, untrained gun toters is what I'll call them. And then you got these veterans, military people that know how to use guns and um, they're just going to go take them from everybody else. And then, you know, it's, there's only that I will say, there's only a few people that know what guns I have and where I, where I have them. Mm -hmm. There's only very, very few. I listen to a lot of people talk about all the stuff they have. They brag about it. And all I do is go, until now. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Because when it comes time, we, we might not be friends anymore. Yeah. I'll be like this. Hey. Rob, take the shot. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of the purge, and I know, like, that video, I finally got to watch that video. It was a really good video. I wasn't fibbing to you. All right. What? What are you talking about? Oh, the, wait, what? He sent me an IG video, uh, and it was one of those ones that if you don't follow him. You have to follow the private account. You have to follow it. So I saw it, and I was like, and all it said is this is some purge stuff, and I, I took it as a joke. Like, it could have been a joke. I don't know what he's sending. So then my mom does a FaceTime and talks about this Nashville bombing. Oh. So I sent a text to our group text, and he's like, Wait a minute! I sent you the Instagram yeah. video. He's like, did you hear guys hear about this thing? I'm like, <laughs> I sent you a video on it first thing this morning. And he's like, what? And then I went to it and it said scene, and so I'm, I screenshot yeah. it and, and sent it back. How do you? You're like, <laughs> yeah. Dick? And he's like, someone's bullshitting over here. Yeah. I was like, he's, I'm not. You exposed him. <laughs> so I went back and I was like, oh, this is a video he's talking about. So I requested him and then yeah. finally got to watch it. I'm like, oh, I got caught. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, you see that video? Yeah. That, uh, the, the, 
yeah recording of yeah. whatever i mean please evacuate immediately. please evacuate yeah, yeah. The, if you can hear this please evacuate immediately i tried to look it up uh i'll look it up on twitter and the uh nashville bombing was like wouldn't wouldn't come up unless i typed it it uh would only tag it nashville explosion yeah so um it was weird because i did this is probably 12 hours after it happened and this would be all over the place I did the hashtag Nashville bombing on Instagram and there was 112 posts only. Yeah, see? I was like, wait, dude, you, you know there's thousands of posts. Yeah. Which is very Nashville's odd. Nashville's a metro area. You would so think I, I heard that they were trying <clears throat> to go after the AT&T building. I saw something about AT&T too. Yeah. Because basically I, I've heard two stories. I've heard one, they tried to get cops and firefighters and EMTs as close as possible to try to hurt them. And then I've heard the other was the, um, um, the AT&T building because it was an RV that supposedly, right. We don't know all the facts, right. but there was a shootout and he, he went to this spot, but then as, as they got closer, there was a recording saying, and this is actually, uh, you know, that they have the recording that said, this is going to explode in 15 minutes or something like that. So it like gave everybody 15 minutes to get out of the area. Hmm. That's why I thought I said it was, have you seen black mirror? Or yeah. Talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, in the first episode, they sort of similar, they kidnapped the like the princess of England or whatever. And then they make the prime minister fuck a pig to free her. But then that sounds stupid, but yeah. Uh, if anyone's seen Black Mirror, they yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone, everyone in the whole country is glued to their TVs watching to see the prime minister do this on live TV. Yeah. But they released the princess way before he even did it. Yeah. But they were just glued to their – so yeah. it reminded me of that because if they say 15 minutes, like, get out of here. Yeah. It's like, okay, now we're just going to punish anyone who's not listening. Yeah. Anyone who's just ignorant is like, oh, fuck it. Yeah. Die. Yeah. It was funny. I watched Vicky – she was watching it for the first time, and she jumped, you know. Oh, when the explosion went Dude, yeah. like have you super se- intense. Have you that. seen those uh, videos where someone's, like, getting ready to shoot a basketball, and then they just throw it at the oh, camera yeah, yeah. and knock it over, and it makes you jump oh, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's what it was like. It looked like when I saw her do that, and I was like, Vicky, I was like, I've been through about two dozen of those. Like, <laughs> just, that's crazy. You get used to it. No, you don't get used to it. That's, nah. that's a complete lie. <laughs> fucks you up every single time but that i don't know just weird uh regardless of of what you think happened i mean it's a terrorist attack Mm. regardless if it's domestic or foreign it's a terrorist attack dude and i just i really hope that no one no one got killed from this right it sucks so speaking of uh trump met, met with um some Congress members a few days ago to talk about the January 6th um, when they go in and and, uh, decide to um, say yes to the electors or not. There's a bunch of House members. um, So this is what's cool is January 6th is when they do this. January 3rd is when the new Congress takes over. So you have a lot more Republicans that are going into office. There's a lot of Congress members that have recognized that they wouldn't have the seat they would be in without Trump. They, they know that, and they're all on board with Trump. They're going to try to do what they can. Um, but it, it takes it, it's going to take a lot for it to happen. 
uh, Mike Pence still has the deciding vote to nullify the election or not. I mean, so we'll see what happens. Uh, like I said, you know, my hope meter, it, it's going down. Um, I think the more, the longer this goes without, you know, anything coming out, the, the more accepting people are becoming right. of what's going to happen, which sucks. You don't want to, but here's the thing. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Trump said, um, this is like four or five days ago about there being a rally January 6th on Capitol Hill. Yes. I, uh, I've seen a lot of um, conservative pages that I follow are like, please come to this, come to the rally. So, th Ryan, this is where those A-plus students mm, yeah. beat up the DNF students <laughs> because a lot of people are talking, and I, I don't know, you know, but this could be uh, what I, I was talking with Mike the other night um, down the road was for them to take us seriously, we would have to take over the building. White House? Capitol Hill. Oh, Capitol Hill. Could you imagine a couple hundred thousand patriots rolling down and just taking over? Kind of like Seattle uh, where they took Chaz. over that. Chaz, Chop, whatever they called it. Yeah, yeah. And they took it over. Is that how you do it? I don't know. How do you take the country back? A coup. What are you, a dove? <laughs> cool. See, I've often wondered, how do you take the country back? Because whoever's in power has the military. And I know there's a lot of... As of right now, Trump still has the military. His generals are still there. I don't know. I, I think what would happen is if this happened... I could see a lot of, and I don't know, again, I could see a lot of generals and stuff just standing down. Right. And let it play out. Oh, let the, uh, let the people rise up. Let the people do what they need to do. But the thing is, is what does that look like? Because, you know, mostly, you know, you don't think of Republicans as burning and they're down their own house type of thing, not, you know? And here's the thing is I, I'm not... I'm not suggesting we do the same as Antifa or Antifa. I, we go in there and we take it the right way. Take it the right way and we say this shit's not going to happen anymore. We don't burn any buildings. We don't destroy anything. Right. But we take it back by force. I don't, I don't know. My thing is it, it would be very hard to go against that. And, um, But here's another thing is. At this point in time, who the fuck cares what it looks like anymore? Yeah. Are we... Uh, the whole point behind why we, a lot of us love Donald Trump is he's been politically incorrect. And he's done it in, in grand fashion. And a lot of people love that about him because we got to quit with the BS. That's how we have just slowly drained this country is by letting it go, being the higher person. Let it go, let yeah. it go, let it go, let it go. And I mean, Joe Biden's talking about having this transgendered with no education experience being the Secretary of Education just because they're transgendered. 
Yeah. I'm not kidding either. It's fucking, it's pathetic. We'll see, man. <laughs> There's so much going on with all this. You know, if anything gives me stress right now, it's, it's that. It's, it's, let's just get through this. What's it going to look like? You know, what's the economy going to do? What's, you know, they're shutting, you know, this guy wants to shut down the country even more. Yeah. You know, people are losing their houses, their businesses, everything, you know, over because they can't work and they just don't give a fuck. They don't. You know, there's, there's probably, I mean, the amount of suicides and, you know, all the stuff that's going on, these people losing everything. I mean, I know the virus is real, and I know that some people have succumbed to it, but I know, I've known so many people that have gotten it that, you know, they get a little bit sick. Some people don't show any symptoms at all, and, you know, I've got a couple employees that, you know, have legit been down for five days with it, yeah. you know? And, but the thing is, they recovered, and I understand not everybody recovers, but, you know, what about the rest of the country, you know what I mean? You know what? It, it just at what cost, right? That's the question. At what cost? And I know, I know they love to say, not every life matters. I understand that. I understand that. But you know, if you're worried about, you know, getting hit by a car because you walk to work every day, it doesn't give you the right to stop people from driving. Stop people from driving. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just what it is. I, I, like I said, the, the opening story I wanted to tell you guys, and I'll tell it right now is I went down to dollar general. I'll tell you this is cause it's hilarious. And I, I, I carry my mask in everywhere. Had it I in my pocket. A, I carry mine with me. Yeah. And then unless they sweat, unless me. they, uh, yeah, unless right. they sweat me. Yeah. So I walk in and the guy behind the register doesn't have his on. So I'm like, cool. I'm good. So I walk in and I grab, I was grabbing cookie boxes, right, for Christina. I grab like four of them and I'm, I have them in my hand and I'm sitting there. They're all odd shaped. So yeah, <laughs> four of the lightest boxes it. ever and I, I can carry a fucking 60 inch TV better than I can carry this, right. you know. Uh, but I'm sitting there in line and these two massively overweight women are in front of me, right? They had the, the pressure socks on and everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? So uh, I don't know, dude. I don't know. With, with their orthopedic shoes, Dr. Scholes and shit. I don't know. Uh, but they're sitting there and they both have their masks on. Both of them, uh, I'll tell you, were under their nose. Okay, so they weren't even they weren't even wearing them right. Well, the second lady, the younger lady, I think it was mom and daughter. The second one orders three packs of Newports. Okay. So then as they're checking out and, and the second lady's getting her stuff, the first lady, the older one goes, Hey, uh, sir, where's your mask? And the guy behind the counter goes, you know what? Um, they don't require us to wear a mask in here. So I choose not to. And he goes, and honestly, like it, it just, it doesn't, it makes me, you know, it gets me more sick. And she goes, okay, well, I just want to let you know, like, be careful out there because I just got over COVID and it's not fun. And she goes, and I, I just lost my husband to it. And he, I, no shit. He looks at both of them and he goes, 
didn't you just order three packs of Newports? And I was like, he said that. I was like, <laughs> I looked the guy behind me. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I can't believe he said that. Like, thank God. I mean, they're talking about this COVID thing, but yet they're sucking down cigarettes. What did this guy look like? He had a beard. I see it as like a dude with like a white skinny dude with long okay. brown hair. And he's like, didn't you just buy three? No. So, so let me, <laughs> you know let me, I mean? let me <laughs> get you. Let me go a little further. He had a beard, no, normal looking guy, right? I, whatever. So then I get up there and I'm smiling. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I, this is my dude. Nice to meet you, sir. Yeah. I, I, I want to go like, Hey, let's go have yeah. a beer. Then he goes, man, I ain't wearing a mask. He goes, if they wanted us to all wear hijabs, which is the Muslim headdress, he, they would have us do that. They're trying to turn this fucking country into a Muslim country. I was like, you just lost me. Sorry. <laughs> Not your friend anymore. Right. <laughs> but that was still awesome. <laughs> it was so weird. It was so funny. Because I was like, I've never heard anyone call anybody out because everyone says they're so scared of COVID, but yet they do all this other unhe- unhealthy shit. And it's like, all right, you know, like you said, I mean, at what cost? Pick your battles. If if you're scared to go out, don't go out. Then don't dude. fucking go out. Don't you go know? out. If you're scared to die, then don't, you know. It's crazy, man. It's I saw crazy. a Christmas dinner where there was this big old long old school table with this big old family. And grandma was down at the end and she had a big old box around her. And I'm like, there you go. Like. Look, you're still hanging out with family. Grandma's being safe. A big old plexiglass box around it. And it said, Grandma ain't taking no fucking chances. But it's like, at least she's still there. And I remember um, when my, my when my brother first had their daughter, it was right when COVID was, like, getting rampant. And his wife's grandma is bad, you know, uh, on the ins and outs, you know, she's she's not healthy. She's getting older. She's getting up there in age. And they were really worried about, like, you know, they were just in a hospital. Do they want to take the baby? And the, and the grandma straight up said, like, if you think I'm not going to see my fucking first great-grandchild because of this shit, you're crazy. I'm on my way out. <laughs> like, I, you know what I mean? I'm on my way out. Like, but at least I'll have the joy of seeing my first great grandchild. Like, I mean, that's a big deal, dude. And that's, that's the way people should think about life. And dude, Mike and Tammy, bro. Like they said, it's just a whole different world out there. Billboards everywhere. I mean, the, the media is just pumping them full. I don't even all think about it. it at all. I, I don't either. It, I don't either. Like I just, I genuinely go about my life. Like it just yeah. didn't. Sometimes people say it. I'm like, Oh yeah, go like, I yeah. genuinely forget about it. That's yeah. probably why I, like, I feel like if everyone just didn't think about it like that. You, we don't have this conversation about the flu every year. I mean, we don't. Right. And I know it gets brought up, but it, it, it's the same shit. Yeah, I, I don't know. There, there was some shit that they were talking about is that the tests we've gotten were from China. All the tests that we are able to uh, administer <laughs> are, are all are- from China. So tell me they're not testing for the flu and they're coming up positive. Right, right. Tell me they're not coming up with anything. The common cold. <laughs> right. I, I, who, who the fuck knows at this point? I mean, I, got, I had employees like that said, test positive with zero symptoms. Question everything, right? Question everything. Saying. You literally can't trust you don't anything, know. dude. It's crazy. You don't know. And and I think you brought it up, like, or maybe you did. Uh, where, where, how will we be looking at this, like, 15 years from now? 
at right. COVID in the, or like just this year? Just like like how now most people that are awake are looking at 9-11. Uh, right. right, right, right. I would have told you from from anywhere about a year and a half to two years ago to 9-11. I would have told – I would have got pissed at you for calling 9-11 an inside job. Like offended, huh? I would I would have got pissed. Honestly, dead honest, because I remember I, I was over there for that reason, and it, it, it meant a lot to me at that time, and now it's like. That's kind of why they did it, though, right? Right. Hey, dude, when that kind of hits down, a little. Right. Hits a little harder wow, these that's, days. That's, wow. I was already in my career when that happened, and uh, I, you know, I. You know, I've told you, I scored damn near a perfect score on my ASVAB. I had all the branches all wanting to do it, and I just, I was like, no, nah, fuck that. I'm not getting yelled at and screamed at and treated like shit. I don't, I don't want to be uncomfortable, you know. Yeah. And so I didn't join the military. And so I turned 18 in uh, 97. So, you know, you figure four years later, 9-11 happens. I'm already, you know, hip deep in my career, and I legit thought about leaving and joining yeah. the military i thought man yeah. i gotta fight for my country this ain't right you know what i mean and uh so oh, okay i mean i didn't want to join the military you know for other reasons but that you know like yeah no we gotta protect our you country, had a lot of people, people that went know? in and then that man and then all you i i remember watching the video of uh the twin towers coming down and you could hear the fucking uh, implosion bombs. Mm. Boom, 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 boom. And then the thing comes down and you're like, you pull up another video of a building being imploded. It sounded exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait a minute. You know what I yep. mean? And then, you know, of course, all that other shit surfaces. It was never About even a plane. About the steel and all yeah, that. Yeah. The Pentagon didn't even, there wasn't even a plane there. Missile. There was no remnants of a plane It was a missile. whatsoever. It was yeah. a missile. The when they showed the still shots, still frames, which. Still frames. Who knows could be fake still frames. I mean, that that's the shit that is so hard is like you just can't That's believe. why we just, I just want to live a happy life. Yeah. That's all I care yeah. about. Yeah. Just living a happy life. And it sucks. Uh, I, I will say this, and <laughs> we've talked about it. This is going to sound super egotistical. But it sucks being smart. Mm. It sucks knowing things. It, and you almost wish you could be a hey. useful idiot. Hey. hey, dude. Tell me how good it would feel to be a useful idiot just <laughs> to go around and not care. I'm just saying, man. Look, at it's the Matrix. <laughs> you know, you pull you out of the Matrix. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, man. Just. Put me yeah. back in. <laughs> yeah. Just put me back It's in. funny, too. Let me live bliss in the, you know. Because like. 9-11 was September of 2001, right? And uh, I joined in January 2002. So a lot of people are like, I signed the dotted line, January 2002. Oh, did you do it for 9-11? I was like, I, no. I did it because I, I was living in my buddy's two-bedroom apartment where two people were already living there. And I had a mattress up on the side of the wall. We'd have parties at his house, and there would be a mattress up against the wall. And at night, I'd fucking lay the mattress down and sit. Because my parents kicked me out, dude. They were, they were having nothing to do with me at that time. <laughs> and I remember I woke up with my buddy one morning because two of our buddies just got back from uh, – well, they didn't just get back from basic training. They got – they went to basic training. They went on a, a, a lead or they went on a, their first tour, not over like seas, but then uh, it was like one, one guy went to Italy, 
One guy went to uh, he went to the East Coast somewhere. I can't remember where. And they were back, and we partied with them. Me and my buddy Mark. We partied with them all night, and they were feeding Mark information. Just dropping this info on him about the army. I wasn't listening. I was partying, dude. I was way too busy smoking weed and <laughs> fucking partying. Way too busy. Um, and then the next morning, woke up hungover, and I was sitting there talking to Mark, and he's like, hey, you want to join the army? I was like, this is probably not a bad idea. And even we went to the recruiters, and, and I remember – Recruiter Sergeant Dremel, dude, he looks at me Sergeant and he Sergeant Dremel? Yeah. What a good name. Yeah. Huh? Damn. And uh, he looks at me and he goes, You you uh, smoke marijuana? And I was like, Yeah. He's like, When's the last time? And I was like, I'm Still a little high right now. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, All right, I got you. So he went and, like, we, we, he drove me. To the to the smoke shop to get this like oh, the, stuff called triple extra oh, clean yeah, and all this oh, stuff. Yeah. I was pissing syrup? Mountain Dew. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Pissing Mountain Dew. This shit was l- neon chemlight yellow. Steaming as it's coming. Oh, out. dude, it was terrible. But I passed and didn't smoke weed since. Like it was clean since it, the day I went to basic training. You know, mm. all that stuff and. Uh, that's why I joined the military. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's super patriotic. I was like, it really wasn't. It was like literally timing mm-hmm. was everything because I wasn't going anywhere. I got – I was working for my dad. He fired me a baker's dozen times. You know, like he was like, hey, you show up late, you're out of here. A week later, I'm like, hey, dad, I need a little yeah. – you know, if I had – in that day, if I had 20 bucks on me, that was a nickel bag, a pack of smokes, and $10 in gas. That was it. Because a nickel bag back then actually used to cost $5. There's no way you could ever get that much weed for $5 these days. <laughs> but pulling all the stems and all, <laughs> <laughs> having seeds there. pop in your face. <laughs> that does not exist anymore. No, I, I mean, know. a little, but. No, I mean, the stuff like they that, have though, nowadays yeah. is just. I've heard the stories from him, too. Like, I can't even imagine that shit. Oh, dirt Mexican weed, man. We used to buy the dirt Mexican weed. Yeah. Where what they would do is they'd like freezer, um, like freeze it in a block, and yeah. then you'd buy it, and it's like they just cut a chunk off. Yeah. And so you'd get this chunk of like blocked weed, and then you'd have to pull it all apart. Right. right. Remember, and you just oh, it, you'd, your fingers you'd are so know, nasty. You'd have to pull it all apart, and then you got to pick all the stems and seeds out. You know. You'd oh. have you'd get a nickel bang. And it would, you're you're looking at it, and you're like, all right, this looks good. And then you break it apart, and there's a stem this yeah. big, this big around, and yeah. you're like, fuck! That was all the weight Half right there. Half the weight of the bag was yeah. that stick that was in there. And you had, like, two bowls and a joint out of it, and you're like, damn it. We had a we had a buddy that he was, he was a blunt roller, you know? And uh, what he would do is he'd get that dirt weed, and he'd put it in a coffee grinder. Oh yeah! Just grind it up in there and just put it in those Swisher yeah. seats with the stems and everything. Everything yeah. you just uh, leave yeah, it in there. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, you got the most so out he, of it. So he actually had like a yeah. like what is that? Keef Keef dish or something? Keef collector. Whatever. So he'd like it was like a sifter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he'd do that to get some of that shit out of there, yeah, and then the yeah. real good stuff. He'd save that for himself later. But if we were all like passing blunts, Steve, around. like I, I've I've learned so much from my my father-in-law, Dana. That. He, he, this guy is a, a master. You need to have a conversation with him. Yeah. 
Because he will school you. Probably, In yeah. every bit of it. Those older guys, they fucking... Oh, they he, fuck he, around, he fucks dude. around, man. He he does it, and he does it good. <laughs> he does it good. He just... He, he knows his shit, dude. And, uh... But about the Keef, like... He, he's he's made shoe Keef before. Have you ever heard of this? No. To where he gets it and, like, puts it in a bag and all this stuff. And he puts it in his shoe and walks around in it for a week. Why? Because it, it, it'll... It it, oh, it, it, it'll, stepping on it, right? it. It'll, like, from the moisture and everything that goes into it, it'll create this, like, perfect Keef to where you can just do whatever. It's... It's... Amazing, the guy. The guy just does That's it all. That's so weird. He'll tell you all <laughs> the tips before. and tricks, man. I'll try that though. <laughs> I know, right? Shuki. Shuki. It what makes you special? <laughs> yeah, dude. Not that my, that shit's not, not me anymore. Not my thing, yeah. I like my whiskey. <laughs> That's about it. Um. So, with that said, you have any perspective you want to share? Nah. I'm, I would say uh, you've kind of shared a lot tonight, yeah. which yeah. is good. No, not. I wanna, I wanna tell you, I appreciate uh, the Christmas gift. I shot my first eagle today as well. Oh yeah. On the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> did I, did Hold I show one, you that? Baby, there it is. Did you see it? I said, I said oh, this. Of course I did. I laughed my ass off. I said that, and I said, tell Rob I shot my first eagle too. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that gift? Uh-uh. It's a, it's uh, look, hold on. Oh my. F- I sent, I sent them this picture and I said, shit, it's a dog leg left and I have a slice. <laughs> it's a putting green well, while you're taking right, a shit. Hold on. Right. <laughs> oh, you can hear it. You can. Uh. Oh, he holds it out. That is to win the Masters. Uh. That might be the greatest video. Uh. I might have to keep it. That shit's funny. Christina's like, uh, I can't believe I married this guy. That's good. So, um, all right. Ryan, you got any perspective? Uh, no. All right. All right. So um, with that, I've seen a lot of dad jokes. You know, we close the shows with dad jokes and I've seen a ton of like um, uh, like Christmas dad jokes. So I wanted to go through a few of them. We'll knock a few of them because right. it's Christmas, right? Yeah. So what do you get when you mix Frosty the Snowman with a vampire? What? Frostbite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Santa's favorite singer? Elphis Presley. Oh. Okay. All right, but this is my favorite one. I'll end it with this. How much does Santa pay to park his sleigh? Nothing. It's on the house. (laughs) Mm, (laughs) That's a good one. That's good. All right, guys. Take it easy. We'll see you for New Year's.